Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The governor of the Bank of Canada warned yesterday that the high level of household debt in the country will be a vulnerability if the economy slows and house prices see a steeper decline than for a study. Uh, Tiff Macklin was speaking at the Public Policy Forum in Toronto, and he was asked whether the central bank's campaign to raise interest rates and tackle high inflation will see an outsized impact on the country's housing sector. Uh, Mr. Macklin did identify the run-up in house prices over COVID-19, the pandemic, and the big mortgages Canadians took out to enter the market over the time uh, as a risk to the bank, uh, as, as a risk the bank is watching very closely. He said, quote, if the economy were to slow sharply, that vulnerability could accelerate the downturn. Joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, low unemployment uh, and, and of course, uh, feeding inflation and, of course, house prices as well, is Michael Levy, CKW's business analyst. Michael, thank you for joining us. Hi, Jazz. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, Mr. Macklin's um, speech the other day at the Public Policy Forum in Toronto, first and foremost. Uh, if you were in his shoes, what would you be watching? I'd be watching unemployment, employment. I think that's one of the key key signposts of where we're going. Um, Macklem says that we have to rebalance the labor market. It's going to be a very difficult adjustment for Canadians, but they have to do this as the best way possible for for Canadian businesses and workers because they've got to bring that inflation rate down. And when you see unemployment continuing near record lows and you see the big uh, employment numbers the beginning of uh, this month or earlier this month when Canada surprisingly uh, just added so many what a hundred and nine five or seven or nine thousand new jobs um, that actually blew most people away because the number they expected was maybe a tenth of that and uh, he's quite concerned so his statement uh, about the labor market uh, being very indicative of uh, taking the temperature of what's going on with inflation so expect that uh, that the interest rates are going to go higher expect that it's going to affect employment he wants to see more unemployment, not because he's a sadist or anything, Jazz, yeah. but he, we've got to see it. We've got to see it to slow down the economy and to slow down demand. And that's the direction in which he's going. Uh, what role will Christmas play in all this? Is I mean, I was walking, I left the, the office, um, well, yesterday, and uh, I saw a very busy downtown, more traffic than normal. Uh, restaurants appeared to be full as I walked by them. I was walking to my car. You know, it's Christmas time or close to Christmas time. People already started shopping. It was busy. Like the city was humming and maybe it was just my walk last night. I don't know. But I sort of said to myself, I said, where's the slowing economy? Where's the inflation that's supposed to be impacting people looking around? Things were busy, Michael. And I worry a little bit when when people are still going to be spending. 
Well, I do too, but uh, uh, all indications are by surveys that have been taken that people are going to spend anywhere between 15 and 17 percent less than they did last Christmas, and that usually is an increasing number, even if it's by one or two or five percent, mm. but people are indicating they are going to spend less. And there's a second uh, a fact out there which probably is not widely recognized, is that the stores are starting their sales early. They are cutting prices. I, I, I saw some Best Buy prices indicating that they're starting right now, and there's other retailers that are doing the same thing. So people are taking advantage of these lower prices now because they want to be able to get their choice of what they're going to buy, but in no small way, it's because it's very competitive out there. Yeah, we, we did have some retail uh, analysts on uh, well, about a month ago saying that uh, when there was a, sh- uh, you know, a supply chain issue, a lot of uh, stores bought extra uh, a product, and now a lot of it is arriving uh, as they get through the supply chain challenges. So they actually have excess stock, and so you're seeing a lot more when it comes to sales and pretty good sales, particularly across the border. Maybe that's where the border lineups are so long. I don't know, but as, as we get closer to Black Friday, you're probably going to see even more sales um, than normal. I'm very curious, in regards to um, interest rates, how big of a rate hike do you expect to see in December? Uh, I expect a half of 1%. Um, I think he's made that clear. One thing about Tiff Macklem is that he does uh, uh, let you know what's coming. He telegraphs what's coming, unlike Jerome Powell in the United States um, at the U.S. Federal Reserve. You sort of got a guess with Macklem. There's no guessing. So what I'm looking at here, interest rates are going to go up. I think in the end game, the same amount, it's going to take longer to get there because he's going to do uh, lower hikes in rates. So maybe 50 basis points coming up in December. Mm -hmm. And then if inflation continues to ease a little bit like it did in September and things cool down a little bit, maybe 25 basis points the next time. But then we could see a string of quarter percent interest rates increases all the way through 2022. I can tell you that Macklem's plan is to is to break the back of inflation and he's put it right out there and we are going to feel the brunt of it. There's just no doubt about that. We're talking a little bit about um, interest rates uh, and those are on, who, who obviously have uh, variable rate mortgages. I was looking at one number, but 125,000 out of the 310,000 variable rate mortgage holders at RBC. Uh, I'm, I, my understanding is they've reached or near their trigger point. When you hear uh, you know, stats like that, is that concerning for you? Yeah, it, it very much is concerning because um, in some cases, people are going to see, even in the variables, having to pay double. Now, I know with fixed rates, fixed rates have gone up like three or four times. A, a fixed five-year now can be up over 6%, where it was down uh, uh, basically well under 2%. But in, in the variable rates, they track the prime rate, and um, that rate has gone up. So, uh, you know, it, it, it is quite concerning for people because uh, it's far more than I think most people planned on spending on their variable rate mortgages. And that just brings the question right now, do you want to switch to a fixed rate and lock yourself in? And people that I've spoken to who have variable rates say no way because their variable rate is still 
considerably less than the five-year fix. Mm-hmm. When you say that interest rates will continue to edge upwards, uh, you know, I'm not saying collapse or anything like that, but I mean, how much more can this market, like Vancouver or even Toronto for that matter, uh, handle in regards to these rates going up and the impact it will eventually have on housing? It's going to have a big impact on housing because if you notice the big developers right now, and I'm uh, painting with a broad brush here, I'm not naming any or or saying everybody's in the same boat, but those who have uh, uh, projects on the go are not selling right now because the interest rates are too high, the mortgage rates are too high. And where a year ago they were selling out, now they're not. So uh, it's very uh, uh, stressful for developers, for those who want to build, because the people who are buying have to finance and they can't afford the mortgages at this rate So, uh, or, or financing at this rate. So we may have a moratorium here. Uh, we, we may have a, a, a time when things are just going to slow down almost to a crawl. But you're talking about higher rates today, Jazz. Uh, I'm this old that 1980 to 82, uh, my mortgage was 16%. Couldn't afford it, but that's what the mortgage was. But same as I said earlier, the bank did not want to own my house. Well, if we're not building, or building is just down to a trickle, uh, and purchases are are the same, uh, yet we are about to we're hitting about 440, 460 thousand immigrants coming to Canada. Our goal is to have half a million by 2025, I believe, or 2024, in that range. So we're anywhere from 460 to half a million immigrants coming to this country. I think last year we had 100,000 people move to BC. At what point uh, does the do the numbers not work? we got people moving here, yet we're not building housing or very little housing. Like something's, the rubber's got to hit the road somewhere here. It does, and um, maybe there will be a light at the end of the tunnel where that light isn't another train coming towards you. But uh, it is going to slow down. It has to slow down. There's nowhere to put these people. I mean, you can see the housing crisis right now, never mind adding half a million a year in round figures. Uh, It it just can't work, Jazz, because there is no place to put them. So um, I don't I try very hard not to get political when we're speaking about the economy and speaking about what's going on now. But I think the politicians have to take a very hard look at the bottom line of this and not say, oh, we're going to bring in half a million because we need the labor force. Of course we do, but there's everything else that goes with it, and those people have to be able to live, thrive, and survive here. You raise a very good point uh, because, you know, you add in inflation at this point, and hopefully it does stop start to drop, but you add in the, the, the pain that's gonna, that is coming in regards to higher interest rates, uh, people struggling to pay uh, those uh, mortgages, the inability to get into the market because of higher rates. Uh, I'm often, uh, you know, beyond the economic question, I know you don't want to get political here, but there are going to be political repercussions of this. Um, you know, most Canadians, I think the rates would go up this year or the bulk of it, but even the quarter point increase, the quarter point increase over two or three or four or six months, that all adds up. And somewhere along the way, there's going to be some pushback, one assumes, from the public as well, saying, that's enough. I can't handle this anymore. Um, you know, speaking politically, and I will hear, that's what's going on in the U.S., is this last midterm election, one of the main, main uh, uh, things they were fighting over was inflation and the inflation that's been brought on by the mismanagement of government 
in the funds that they released to individuals that had nothing to do with COVID. And the same thing happened in Canada. There were teenagers that were being paid. There were young adults that were being paid that weren't impacted. But the government, in order to try and solve the problem of COVID and people not having their jobs and at home and struggling, I think that they washed over so many more people who didn't have these problems. And the amount of money that was spent that, that, that went into bank accounts, into uh, people purchasing, people spending that money, and then you have a supply chain problem, drove up inflation. So the politicians right now and going forward are going to have to wear this and they're going to have to come up with some sort of a solution. I don't know what it's going to be, but it can't continue to be spend, spend, spend. There is going to be a time when there's going to be a reckoning, and it could be coming sooner than later. I just want to get my final question to you. When you said there was 108,000 new jobs that were added in October, we actually need to show very little job growth at this point, is what you're saying, because of inflation. Yeah. Uh, um, I I, I just, you know, this is going to peel off. We have to see the job market cool down. And so full circle to what we've been talking about, Tiff Macklin is talking about exactly the same thing. He's putting it out there. We have to see, see a cooling of the labor market. Well, it is uh, <laughs> very interesting times, my friend, and challenging ones for Canadians as well. I really appreciate you making time today. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. We'll ch- uh, chat very soon. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Jazz. Bye-bye now.